Welcome to Talk Story Business Edition. On Talk Story Business Edition podcast, Austin B. Hick, award-winning mortgage real estate guru, and William P. Tuma, modern-day urban business Robinhood, share and simplify the latest research and best practices from award-winning business owners, entrepreneurs, and professionals to educate and empower you on how to make money, save money, and compound that interest of earned revenue to thrive happier, healthier, and to improve your business practices for greater efficient impact. The end result is that you'll understand alternative pathways to roads less traveled to succeed. And the daring duo of the show, together with Ignite Sparked by BBB, we resolve the challenges and obstacles of growing a successful business to be victorious in this challenging new era. So here we are again on Talk Story Business Edition with Austin B. Hick and myself, William P. Toom. And today we have a special guest. His name is Guthrie Cook. He's a financial professional with New York Life. He grew up in Minnesota and served the Army for five years, including a tour to Iraq. Notably, he earned a leadership award from the Army Warriors Leadership Course. And after completing the military service, Guthrie made use of his GI Bill and got a math degree from Pacific Lutheran University. He currently services his clients and specializes in retirement income planning solutions. Guthrie, welcome to the show. Good morning. Welcome. So I always let our guests give their own 30-second elevator pitch. So go ahead and introduce yourself to our audience. All right. 30-second elevator pitch. I think in a nutshell, like retirement is something that people always think is way too far off into the future. And so they wait a little too long to get going on how to plan for it. And so what I try and do is get out in front of that with folks and just help them find smart ways to accomplish the goals that they have in their own minds. So Guthrie, what kind of clients are you currently working with? I I work a lot with like business owners and young professionals, folks that are kind of coming up. They say you best identify with people plus minus 10 years your own age. So that's kind of where I'm at is folks that are just kind of trying to get their nest egg started. And then uh, I try and do a lot of focus on business owners as they have very unique needs. And what got you from military into the financial arena? You know, it's actually kind of a funny story. It's a bad financial planner. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's a good why. Yeah. When I was, let's see, I think 20 years old, I started a Roth IRA. I was a private in the army, not making much. I think my monthly salary was like $1,600 plus lodging and all that sort of stuff. So anyway, it wasn't a lot. It was about $150 a month is what I was putting into a Roth IRA. And um, I just wasn't getting the returns that I expected out of that. In fact, I was losing money. And this was prior to the 2008 crash. It was just kind of a head scratcher. So, you know, it's a tough feeling to feel like you're making the sacrifices and the moves that you're supposed to, but not getting the rewards for it. And so when I finished college, my, well, now ex-wife was in the military and I just felt like that would be a great career for me where I could just pick up and deal with my clients wherever it was that we happened to be and give them the kind of service that I didn't get when I thought I was making all these smart moves and doing all this stuff. And it's important to be working with the right person. And I want to be that person. Awesome. You know, the statistics are alarming. The U.S. is really at a low when it comes to average medium 
my question to you, being in the financial arena, what should be the net worth of someone at age 65 to cover all their expenses for retirement? Well, that's a really complicated question. Going right down to the root of how everybody's situation is different to include the locale. So if you're here in Southern California, you may have a lot of equity tied up in your house or different things like that. And so then the overall financial picture is going to determine how much of a nest egg you're going to need in order to retire. But I would say in general, you know, we're looking at a safe return rate or a safe withdrawal rate is 4%. So it kind of depends on how much income you're going to need. So for instance, if you needed $40,000 a year to live, then you should have a million dollars. Now, a lot of us in Southern California look at $40,000 a year and go, how on earth are you going to live on that? So I'm going to go ahead and say you probably need at least two or three million dollars at this point in time. So in 2019, the median net worth of Americans under 35 was $14,000, while median net worth of Americans 65 to 74 was about $266,000. So I guess when is the right time for them for somebody to come and talk to you to start, you know, saving for their retirement, when and why? Honestly, the numbers that you just spoke right there are exactly the why. I mean, it's kind of yeah. staggering how many people are going to be dependent upon yeah. Social Security, which is a, you know, a program that has a questionable future. You know, I'm not saying it's going to go away. In fact, I don't think there's enough political will in the world to make it go away. And I mean, that's not a commentary on either side. It's just it's a very popular program. And I can't imagine that there's enough political capital right. that exists out there to eliminate a program like that. But one of the important factors to think about with Social Security is that when it first started, the average lifespan, life expectancy was, I think, 59 or somewhere in that neighborhood. And you couldn't start collecting Social Security until you were 62 years old. So literally, it stands for old age insurance. It's for people that live too long. That's what it was originally designed for. And as a result of that, when it started, there was 42 people contributing to Social Security for every one person drawing from it. Now we're getting closer to like a three to one type of ratio. Wow. That is why it's important to have your own retirement plans in order, get everything set up as early as possible because was it Ben Franklin or was it uh, Albert Einstein that said compound interest is the most powerful force in the world? 72. That's it. There you go. So, you know, we're living longer. That's very true. Right. And we have these blue zones that we're starting to model so that we can live beyond 100 years of age and still have a quality, thriving life. So the statistics also show that the, with the Bureau of Labor Statistics data, older households defined as those run by someone 65 or older spend an average of 45756 a year, which is roughly 3800 a month. So with that said, working for a blue-collar job doesn't seem like that's going to be adequate. So, you know, we always promote being an entrepreneur. We always encourage and suggest those that have the will and gumph to go into small business ownership to do so. And, you know, there are programs and services here at the Better Business Bureau that sponsor our show that help in that regard. How did you get into becoming an entrepreneur? Well, again, it came down to flexibility, I think. 
I needed something that I could do. I didn't want to go get a corporate job out of college where, you know, maybe three years I'd have to find another corporation to work for or something. And there really is no better feeling than working for yourself and setting your own hours and, and just, you know, saying no to people when you really, really want to, you know, not that you can all the time because that's how entrepreneurs fail. It is a very double edged sword right there. But, you know, with a little bit of determination, it can be done. You know, this, this is a world that rewards hard work and it's no different here in Southern California. So you're just willing to get up there and grind every single day. You can be successful as an entrepreneur. And I like that. Right. Because when you have a, a salary job, you're capped. You are. You know, and as inflation and the economy increases in cost and expenses, you're still leveled out at that contract that you went into that corporation to be an employee at. That's exactly right. I was actually just going at it with my landlord uh, about a month ago. She wanted to raise rent. The maximum in San Diego was 9.1%. She wanted to raise the rent on us 9.1%. So, you know, my girlfriend is a teacher and I looked at the landlord and I was like, she didn't just get a 9.1% raise. Like, where, where is this money going to come from, from her, you know? So it's just tricky like that. And, you know, you're right. When you're an entrepreneur, if you need to make more money, you can just simply work a little harder. Absolutely. I often, you know, hear people balk about the cost of inflation and expenses and everything's really doubled since the pandemic. Right. Cost. Right. So rather than complain about it, I've just made it a mission to make more money. (laughs) <laughs> I just need to, yeah. you, know, you know, pound the pavement a little harder yep. and, uh, you know, make my drum beat a little louder. So, mm-hmm. Austin, what got you into business? How'd you end up where you are? It was a family business and I was working at an hourly job. I was working at Costco for six, seven years and just decided, you know, why not? You know, why not try it? Why not jump in head first? And that's now eight years ago that I've, you know, bought into my family's company in the mortgage business and, uh, you know, just taken and run with it. And I can not tell you how many doors it's open, how many relationships I've built, friendships that, you know, are going to be lifelong friends just by, you know, not having the hourly job of I have to be here from two to 1030 or, you know, nine to five. The flexibility is huge, right? Sure. sure. I, back in the day, it was staring at a cubicle, you know, eight hours a day. Now people are working remote, yeah, which is a little more flexibility, but now they're still confined to wherever they're working remote from. Hopefully it's a nice spot. But being a business owner, you really get to get out into the community and shake hands with those that are, are impacting this world that we live in. And you get to be a part of that. So when you are looking at retirement, there's so many different vehicles. And I'm just curious, how does life insurance play into retirement? Yeah, that's a really great question. So there is an actual financial planning pyramid. You could Google it right now if you're listening. And the baseline of every single financial plan is protection. And that's disability insurance, that's life insurance, that's property and casualty insurance, a great umbrella policy. I mean, you just never know what's going to happen out there. And so the way to make sure that the dollars you are investing are really going to, with like certainty, work for you is to make sure you're protecting them with certainty as well. And so that requires financial or insurance products. 
So in this case, life insurance, if you're trying to protect your income in case, you know, you've got people that rely on you for that income, kids, wife, you know, you got a house, mortgage, there's a mortgage in Southern California. I'm sure he could tell you. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bunch of these days. And, and, you know, people are dependent upon that money. And so what happens, God forbid, something happens to somebody in the household, you know, you just got to protect that. So that's like kind of the basic sense of things. And then kind of moving forward from there, there's some questions about like, how does cash value work in a life insurance policy? How does all that go? I mean, that actually works very well with business owners a lot of the time is because it's cash that you can stash somewhere. It gives you some protection. It's liquid. They can get access to it for any sort of like business venture that comes up as things go. It just can be a really fantastic way to kind of have some baseline structures for your overall financial plan. Yeah, this is the kind of stuff they don't teach you in school. Yep. Absolutely. And, I mean, I'm getting up in age and I've just been recently exposed to infinity banking. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh my God, had I learned about this earlier, I would have had so much more investment in it. But now at my age, I don't really qualify to start that type of product. So I put it in my daughter's name. There you go. <laughs> so, She's the beneficiary. I'm the owner. I make the payments. But, you know, vehicles like that are just amazing on how you can also create your own family bank to finance whatever you desire. And you get the tax loophole benefits as well that come along with it. You know, it's really interesting how we don't talk Money, as I say, you know, when I meet financial advisors, tax planners, bankers, I'm like, oh, you speak money (laughs) because they get it. They understand the rule of 72. They understand infinity banking. They understand how to leverage life insurance, you know, for cash value and so on. So what advice would you give to someone who is in their 20s or early 30s starting a family and You know, who should they look towards? Or, you know, I know you can't give any advice as to any particular products. Sure. But, you know, from a bird's eye view, what should our new generation be thinking about? I think the biggest, you know, thing that people are dealing with now is living within their means. People are not, I saw a funny meme the other day, it said, act your wage. You know, and unfortunately, you know, not everybody is a business owner. A lot of people have wages. And so what it is, is they look at, they're like, wow, I'm making a hundred thousand dollars. I'm doing fantastic. You know, when I was growing up, if anybody's parents were making six figures, that was a big deal. Like, but we're 30 years later now and six figures, like, where are you in that range? Because that's, what's going to determine if it's a big deal or not. So that hundred thousand dollars still feels emotionally Like it's the big hump to get over. And unfortunately, I just don't think that's the case anymore. So a lot of folks, they get to that level of earnings and then they feel like they have more money to spend than they do. So then as a result of that, I encourage people to take a look at their budgets, take a look at their credit card statements, take a look at their bank statements and really tabulate up. How much are all those meals out costing you? Not saying don't go out to eat, but five times a week might be a bit excessive. You know, especially if you wanted to have somewhere to hang your hat when you're 65 years old and probably don't feel like working anymore. 
all the subscriptions that get you. <laughs> oh my goodness. You forget about. <laughs> yeah. We were supposed to be saving money on this proposition. Right. <laughs> now everybody's got cable, MLB.tv and yeah. all nine. <laughs> so to wrap things up with our show, do you have any tips or suggestions or recommendations your last words of advice for our listeners? Yeah, I'd like to just address any business owner listeners out there, or maybe somebody that somebody that's considering starting their own business, whatever the nature of the business is. Just keep in mind that dogged determination cannot be substituted. You know, it's going to be hard the first couple of years. It's definitely going to be hard. But that hustle you're able to produce in those first few years, those first three to five years is going to pay off for a lifetime. So when it gets difficult and you feel like you're maybe going to fail and maybe should be doing something else, remember that. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on our show. I think you said it perfectly. You know, it does. It takes determination. It takes just that willingness and that fire. And our first interview, uh, Samantha Scholl, she runs a program here at the BBB that is geared right towards that, towards the person who is looking to start their own business, the new entrepreneur. You know, they'll teach you how to run your books and everything. It's really a great program. If you guys are thinking about it and you meet other entrepreneurs that are brand new that, you know, you can lean on and win together, right? Absolutely. My last remarks for the show would be for those that want to have a thriving quality life, forecast your future, plan ahead, and surround yourself with those influencers that know their, their craft there's nothing worse than getting bad advice from someone who doesn't really know what they're talking about. And then you roll with it. You know, there are a lot of professionals out there, seasoned, retired individuals that you can just pick their brain, you know, find out what the best practices are first and test the waters before you dive in head first. So, with that said, thank you all for listening. This is William P. Toom with Austin B. Hick with our wonderful guest, Guthrie Cook. And uh, we'll be signing on next week with another amazing show talking about how to make money, save money, and compound that hard-earned revenue. Thank you again. Have a great day. Trends, current affairs, and pathways to success on Talk Story Business Edition podcast. On this podcast, Austin Biak, an award-winning mortgage real estate guru, and William P. Toom, a modern-day urban Robin Hood, share and simplify the latest research and best practices from award-winning business owners, entrepreneurs, and professionals to educate and empower you on how to make money, save money, and compound the interest of earned revenue to thrive happier, healthier, and improve your business practices for greater efficient impact. The end result is that you understand alternative pathways to roads less traveled to success that the daring duo share on the show. Together with Ignite San Diego, sparked by the BBB, we resolve the challenges and obstacles of growing a successful business to be victorious in a new era of innovation. This production is supported by the Better Business Bureau, National Referral Network, Countywide Mortgage Lending, 
Business Group Resources and Kaizen Group International.